It is rumor season, and add Brad Stevens and Indiana University to the mix. Oh, lots of fun now on this Tuesday Lockdown Celtics. Millie's, let's go. Raining Jays back with the vengeance at all the real Celtics fans in attendance. This is the truth like 34. It's like walking in the garden when you hear the roars. Crowd goes crazy, most in-depth coverage on the daily, mainly podcast royalty, the content kings. When you talk about the franchise with 17 rings, focus like Danny at the deadline. Global with it, got a local feel like the red line, the blue line, the green line. Play it in between time. I'ma throw my C's jersey on in the meantime and press play. When the F's done, I can't wait until the next day. Trying to stay in tune with the C's, that's the best way. Melly. Hey there, welcome back to the Locked On Celtics Podcast. Thank you for making the show part of your daily routine, whatever it is that you're doing right now as you listen through your headphones, through your car, through a speaker in the bathroom as you take a shower, whatever it is, thank you for making this show part of your day. I hope I brighten it just ever so little thanks to this podcast. I am John Corrales. I host the show Monday through Friday. If you're a new listener, welcome aboard. Hope you enjoy this Monday through Friday daily podcast, five days a week. I cover the Boston Celtics for Boston Sports Journal, a subscription site. You can use the promo code Corrales. You get five bucks off an annual subscription, and that gets you all of the site, not just my stuff. So for less than three bucks a month, you'll get all my Celtics coverage. And if you're interested in other Boston sports teams, it's all right there. And also buy my book, the Boston Celtics All-Time All-Star is now available wherever books are sold, and personalized copies available on my website, johncorrales.com. Today, in the third segment, we're going to check in on some old friends. The Charlotte Hornets won uh, their fourth straight game and are now 20-18. and 18. They are tied with the Boston Celtics, six and a half games out of first. And so I thought, oh, you know, let's, let's check in on Terry Rozier and Gordon Hayward. So that's going to be in the third segment. Segment two, rumors, trade rumors, including Tristan Thompson potentially to Toronto. That's a new one that came up on Monday. I'll talk about that in the second segment. But in segment one, Brad Stevens rumors. Yay. Uh, Indiana fired their coach. Indiana University fired their coach. And now, of course, as soon as a job is available in Indiana, the Brad Stevens uh calls get really, really loud. And if you look at all of the reporting from Indiana, all of the, you know, like if, if a job opened up in Boston and there was, you know, if let's, let's say, I don't know, Larry Bird was still coaching and the job opened up in Boston, people would say, Oh wow, you got to get Larry Bird. You got to go get Larry Bird. Even if he was coaching the Pacers and was totally happy there and whatever people in Boston would be like, let's see what you can do. It's that type of stuff that's going on in Indiana that people are saying, hey, it's probably not going to happen, but if you can get Brad Stevens, you got to go for it. So uh, there's going to be a lot of the kind of roundabout rumors, the uh, the the pieces that were like, hey, let's let's see if we can make it worth – Boston's while somehow or worth Brad Stevens while like someone tell Brad that he's going to make X amount of money at Indiana and that that's going to certainly draw him away from the Boston Celtics. Right. And that that's, I don't, I'm, I'm not going to say 
that I'm surprised by that. I would expect that to be the case. People are going to opine podcasts in Indiana and radio in Indiana. They're going to be uh, amongst the candidates. They're going to say, hey, Brad Stevens. And it makes sense. He was obviously a very, very successful college coach, took a ragtag Butler crew to the national championship game twice. You know, imagine if he had Indiana and the power of Indiana University and the power to recruit with that iconic franchise, that, that iconic school, and he would be able to run the, 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 the program however he wanted. Like, I can see people making that, that case. You know, if you want to go back to college, this would be the, the ideal job. But I, I will say this. I don't expect Brad Stevens to want to go back to college. I, I don't think he's lost any of that desire to coach in the NBA. And, and frankly, Brad Stevens is a very competitive guy. If you pay close enough attention to him and you hear him speak enough, and, and I've basically heard almost every word he said since coming to Boston. He talks about it from time to time and you see it in, in the, the competitiveness between him, like even within his family, everybody, they do competitive things every night. He's a very, very competitive guy to, to succeed at this level, which he has for the most part, he hasn't won a championship yet, but I, you know, I think he's been very, very good for the most part and we can get into, yeah, there are questions and so on and so forth. But Obviously, I think he's done a good job in Boston. His record tells you he's done a good job in Boston. He is a very competitive guy, and he wants to succeed at the highest level. And I just don't think that at this point of his career, with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown entering not even their primes, still the early stages of fully knowing their powers, I don't think any coach says, oh yeah, I'm going to just walk away from this. Now, if you caught him after the Kyrie season, <laughs> maybe, but I think the, this team, when you've got those two special talents and the power of the Boston Celtics and a desire to make moves and, and build a potential championship team, he's he, there's no way he's going to just walk away from that. And let the story be written that he he couldn't win a championship in the NBA. Even if he wins 10 straight national championships in Indiana, that's just going to say, well, he did okay in, in, the, in the NBA, but he, he was not a, a championship coach in the NBA. He, I don't think his competitiveness, his ego, will let him do that. He wants to succeed at the highest level. Why are you even here? If you're not going to try to succeed at the highest level, that's why you get into this coaching game. That's why you get into the like into competitive basketball. He wants to do it at the highest level. There's a reason why he left Butler for the NBA, not for another college program. So I just don't think that Brad Stevens really has any interest in, in leaving the NBA. But I will say before I move on that Brad Stevens does need to address this. And it just may be as simple as me or one of my colleagues on the beat asking, Hey, you know, your name's getting thrown around. What do you got to say? Um, he, he really needs to say something because his players are starting to get asked. And there was, uh, an interview, uh, 
on, I forget, was one of the, some blog, I forget. But Jason Tatum is doing like Subway promotional stuff and giving interviews. And he was asked about Brad Stevens potentially connected to Indiana University. And he said, I don't know how to answer that question. I mean, sure, for personal reasons, that would be cool. But as far as I know, Brad loves being with the Celtics and loves his job here. So I don't think he's focused on that. The players don't need to have that in the back of their heads. So Brad needs to just squash this privately with his players. You know, the film session at shoot around, if they have a shoot around in the morning or film in the morning, he just needs to be like, Hey, look, I see, I see that you guys are being asked about this. I'm not interested in that. I'm committed to you guys. Like, that's just noise. Obviously, they're going to put my name in there, but that's that's nothing from me. Just just to say it to them. And then to us, to the media, to you, he has to kind of reiterate that and say, look, I get it. I'm from Indiana. People from Indiana want me. I'm, I'm humbled and honored that my name would come up for such a prestigious job, but I am not a candidate for that job. I don't want that job. I have... I have a lot of unfinished business here with this team and probably some kind of joke about, uh, you know, I'm having a hard enough time trying to figure out how to, how to guard Donovan Mitchell and, you know, keep go to Rudy Gobert from, you know, catching all these lobs. I'm not worried about blah, 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 blah. You know, like that, that's going to be the tone of his answer, but he does need to give that answer because it just, it just needs to, he just needs to nip it in the bud. And, and mostly, I just don't want to see the players asked about this because I'm sure in that first Zoom, the pregame Zoom on you know before the Jazz game, I'm sure there's going to be some names in there and be like, who who is this person? Oh, that's an indie star person. Oh, that's uh, you know someone from you know whatever newspaper or outlet out there. Some you know some Indiana University podcast or whatever. There. I'm sure those people are going to show up. So whatever. I, I just don't think that this is going to be much of a story, but it needs to be put to bed. Up next, other rumors, including the trade rumors, the Tristan Thompson and Harrison Barnes and Aaron Gordon and all of that stuff. That's all coming up right after the break. RockAuto.com is the best place to get anything you need for your car, no matter what the what the piece is, no matter how complicated, no matter how simple. Trust me, I'm not going to get anything complicated at the uh, at, at RockAuto.com because I don't know how to do it. But you might be a do-it-yourselfer who's you know I know my co-host on Wednesdays on Locked On NBA, Jake Madison, is rebuilding a car and he's gone to Rock Auto plenty of times. Somebody like that, you can go and you know you're going to get the right price because they, unlike some of these other chain stores, don't have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, which is it blows my mind that they actually do that. You can save 30 to 50 to even 100% more on the exact same parts at a chain store or at a dealership. I don't know why you would buy your parts at a dealership, but some people do. Don't do that. Go to rockauto.com. They have a very unique and easy to navigate catalog. You can go in there. You can save the time from going to the the strip mall. You can save your time telling that person behind the counter that's going to enter all that same stuff. Just enter that information in your own home computer or over your phone on your phone. 
and save all of that time, save all of that money, and get a part that you want rather than whatever is just sitting on that shelf that they just happen to have there. So go to rockauto.com, check out all the parts available for your car or truck. Again, it could be as simple as windshield wipers, it could be as complicated as something in the engine that I don't know about. But when you do buy it, make sure you write locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. That's the only way they know. So write locked on in that how did you hear about us box. It's an amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Be sure to follow our social channels, LO Celtics on Twitter and Locked On Celtics on Instagram. Betting on sports is tough, but it doesn't have to be a guessing game for you if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast. It's hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, WTF, wrong team favored. That's a great segment that they have. And Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Make sure you follow Locked On Bets, brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. Of course, BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. NBA back in full swing. College basketball, the tournament is getting ready to, to begin. NHL, everything that you want. Uh, even foreign leagues, like if you're into, I've seen cricket odds on there. They even got awards you could have bet on the Grammys if you wanted to. Reality TV, real-time updated odds, props, and almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered, and it is the best place to place your bets Go on your website, on your mobile device, whatever. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. Sign up for free. Get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. If you deposit $200, you get a $100 welcome bonus. That's how it works with the promo code LOCKEDON. Bet online. Your online sports book experts. Uh, Rumors. Lots of rumors coming out after uh, just, you know, everybody's dropping hints. Everybody's dropping these dimes. And there are rumors all over the place. Tristan Thompson is amongst the rumors. Now, uh, Yahoo Sports reported that Tristan could be traded by the deadline. This is the first solid rumor. I've been talking about this for a couple of weeks now that part of why Danny Ainge gave Tristan Thompson the full mid-level is that he could have been used as a, a trade aggregation you know, salary, but it turns out that he might just end up being traded on his own and Toronto being a possible destination. Now, I don't think that if he goes to Toronto, it's not going to be part of a bigger Norm Powell or OG Ananobi deal. Uh, It would be great, I think, if it was, but I don't think that it is because I I don't think that they're looking to give up Norm Powell, first of all. Uh, Second of all, uh, it just doesn't seem like a deal centered around Tristan Thompson and whichever Celtic... Beyond that, I don't, I don't think they, they, they could make that work. If there is a deal to be done with the Toronto Raptors, it could just be a swap of, hey, you take Tristan, we'll take back Aaron Baines. We know how Aaron Baines works. You guys can, maybe a pick setter and a rebounder would will help you. Um, you've got Boucher there. I, I don't know if, the, if it quite works, but... We know that Aaron Baines has not been playing particularly well, and maybe getting Tristan Thompson with his rebounding and his ability to keep possessions alive and his ability to set picks and all of that and and, and defend 
could be something that they can work with better than the Celtics, uh, just by virtue of, of how they're made up. And then Boston could say, Hey, look, we'll get Aaron Baines back. He makes $7 million. You get him, and we say, Hey, look, you're definitely the third string guy. But when you play against Joel Embiid, we'll start you, you know, but this is, this is where we're going. He's got 7.3 million non-guaranteed next year. They could just say, nope, we're going to, we're, we're not going to pick that up and you're a free agent and have fun. Or they could pick it up and say, we're going to pick it up, but you know, with the goal of trading you at some point, and maybe he could be that expiring contract, making a little less money that could go out for somebody else. You know, if they need salary to match, he could be part of that salary matching, but maybe you just cut them, you save the money next year and you just move forward. That could be, that could certainly be a, a possibility. Is it the biggest deal in the world? No, but a big who can shoot, <laughs> that's Aaron Baines. And over his past five games, he's actually been able to shoot a little bit. He's been struggling uh, 26% on three-pointers, but he's 5 of 12 uh, over the last five games or so. So he's he's getting that shot back. So that's one rumor. Now, the other thing that's been coming up, Harrison Barnes, Aaron Gordon, it turns out uh, via Yahoo for Aaron Gordon and via The Athletic for Harrison Barnes, both really are in the same boat where the teams might move them, but the asking price is pretty high. The Aaron Gordon, you know, he's open to it. He's open to a change of scenery. I've been high on an Aaron Gordon trade. I think it could work. I don't know if Orlando is going to take what the Celtics have, and and that would have to be a Tristan Thompson, one of the young wings, Romeo Neesmith. Um, maybe maybe uh, if you throw in, and does it have to be uh, a Carson Edwards or Shemi Ojale or Grant Williams or, or one of those guys? That are, are the two young players that Orlando gets plus. A pick, one pick. Is that enough for Orlando? I'm sure if you listen to Locked On Magic, you might get the sense that that's not enough. And I understand that. They they might want a, a lot more because you're not going to get an Aaron Gordon on free agency. So if teams are really interested in Aaron Gordon, you got to go pay up. And if there's a bidding war... I don't know that the Celtics want to get into a huge bidding war. They may have the pieces on their roster to get the deal done, but do they want to give up the pieces on their roster to get an Aaron Gordon if he's valued as highly as Orlando seems to be valuing him? So Aaron Gordon might be out. Uh, Harrison Barnes might be out. Uh, and the difference with Harrison Barnes is he's under contract for two more years instead of one. And next year, Gordon is an expiring contract at, you know, after this season. So the Kings who do not operate like the Celtics do, the Kings are not on the same like championship or bust. They haven't made the playoffs in 14 years. They just want to get to the playoffs and the play play in game play in tournament might be enough for the Sacramento Kings. So because they've got Harrison Barnes under contract for a couple more years, because he's a good teammate, because he's not going to rock the boat, they may just move Bielitsa 
They just might move Buddy Heald and just keep Harrison Barnes. You're still going to build around De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Halliburton, but you keep Harrison Barnes to help kind of guide them, show them what it's like to be a good pro. You're going to need a veteran voice in there. I think that's that's that has value. And if it still doesn't work after this season, you can trade Harrison Barnes in the summer or next season, next trade deadline. And so the Celtics, if they move Tristan Thompson, if they make a deal, do something to help this year's team get a little bit better. And then if Sacramento just flops and fails and, and over the summer, they do decide to move Buddy Heald, then maybe the Celtics can use that trade exception, the full trade exception, to acquire him and then find a way to get them the other assets that they might want that fit better around Fox and Halliburton. So I can see I can see the Harrison Barnes things uh, Harrison Barnes thing kind of spreading out. Now Bielitsa has a possibility and he makes 7 million dollars uh if he 7.1 uh if Tristan Thompson didn't go to Toronto which he might like because he's Canadian. Uh, if he didn't go there, he might go to Sacramento, which he might not like because it's Sacramento. Uh, that could work. Or if the Kings wanted to take a look at two two players, basically they're not they're not really playing Bielitsa much anyway. I think they're showcasing him a little bit just to show that he can shoot, and he's been shooting forty uh, percent on three pointers over his last eleven games after not playing for a while. But if they are willing to take a Javante Green, Shemi Ojale, one of those guys, and then you package Jeff Teague with that, with a pick, a second-round pick, and cash so they can wave Teague, are any of those young guys, Edwards, Green, Ojale, uh, are any of those guys interesting enough where you say, hey, we're going to take Bielitsa, who we don't care about, that is gone, And we're going to take one of these young, cheaper guys who can, they're not stretch fours, obviously, but Shemi Ojale has shown a lot of promise and has shown that he kind of belongs in the NBA. Maybe his shooting ability, maybe his recent shooting ability could be something that they're interested in. You throw a second round pick in there, Jeff Teague, just to make the money work and the cash, Bielitsa could be an option. But those are the rumors out there. One rumor that I've just got to squash. Um, let me touch on this. John Collins. John Collins, I, I don't think the Hawks are really moving him. He's a restricted free agent. I think this is all part of a, let's see what his value is out there. Can we be wowed by an offer? The Celtics, I don't think are, re- I'm sure they're interested, but I don't think they've got the what it takes. I think the Hawks want the world for Collins, and they're smart to say, Hey, before we decide to pay this guy, is anybody going to give us way too much for him in this environment where people have money, teams have money and assets? If they do, then sure, they can move him. But if they don't, if they can't, then I'm sure they can come up with some sort of palatable salary to pay Collins and and keep him around cuz I think he, I think he can still work there. So, I think they're gauging the the interest. I think they're gauging what he might be worth and how much teams really want him. And I think it's all part of a play. I don't think he's really available. 
LaMarcus Aldridge, this is one of the things that really bugs me. I'm going to wrap it up on this. People do not know how to read rumors. And I've seen way too much Celtics are interested in Aldridge based on this hoops hype thing that says, quote, some executives around the league who spoke with hoops hype believe the Boston Celtics could join the mix to acquire Aldridge using their $28.5 million trade exception. Let's break that down real quick. Some executives around the league, not anybody in the Celtics organization, not it's some executives around the league believe the Boston Celtics could, could join the mix to acquire Aldridge. Could, not will, not want to. Basically, Hoops Hype says, hey, executive for random team, who else do you think could get involved with Aldridge? And that person goes, ah, you know, Celtics have that trade exception. Maybe they could do it. And that becomes reported as, some executives around the league who spoke with Hoops Hype believe the Boston Celtics could join them. And then somebody reads that and says, oh, wow, the Celtics are interested and aggregates that as the Celtics are interested. And then people read the aggregation and that's how a rumor starts falsely. And that's something that bugs the crap out of me. Reading comprehension. So many of these rumors are out there based on poor reading comprehension. And then I have to dispute them and dispel them. And, you know, it's just look at what it's saying and think about it for a second. There's no way where the Celtics would trade for LaMarcus Aldridge and his $24 million expiring contract. He's old, he's slow, he's, you know, he fell out of the rotation. In San Antonio, he's not going to help the Celtics for $24 million and blowing their trade exception. They're not going to re-sign him. It doesn't make any, any sense. Buyout market? Sure. Why not? It doesn't matter in the buyout market. Guy sucks? You cut him. Guy's pissed off? You cut him. Buyout market is anybody. doesn't matter. You bring him in. Maybe he'll help. Maybe he won't. That I don't care about. But um, I will say that just... So many of these rumors, and this is when you hear Danny Ainge talk about people start things that aren't true. That's that's one of the things that he's talking about, I'm sure, because it's not true, because people do not comprehend what they're reading. Up next, we'll check in with some friends, old friends, as they say, Terry Rozier, Gordon Hayward. That is coming up next. Hey, Built Bar, I've been telling you about Built Bar, and they're amazing, you know, how great they taste, and how low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. They're just amazing protein bar. I buy them with my own money. I've been using the promo codes to get the deals. But now Built Bar wants to know which is the best of the Built Bars. So they've done their own bracket challenge. Now, right now, depends on when you listen to this, but right now, Toffee Almond versus Mint Brownie is still up there getting into the enticing eight. There are other matchups that are coming up peanut butter versus coconut puff give me peanut butter all day long caramel brownie versus double chocolate chocolate brownie chunk versus lemon almond cheesecake there are are a lot Um, i'm looking forward to salted caramel which is on the other side of the bracket 
coming out against peanut butter. Just a basic powerhouse versus something a little fun. Those are my two. That's I'm not going to accept anything else. Well, maybe a couple of these because they're all pretty good. But go to BuiltBar.com, check them out, and see what the matchup is of the day. Go back every day to vote and see who's advancing. And then use the promo code LOCKED15, LOCKED15, to get $15, 15%, 15% off of your next order. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Make sure you check back to see who won today's matchup. Make sure you're subscribed to Locked On Celtics wherever you get podcasts or follow us on Spotify. Increasing your basketball IQ starts with listening to the Hollinger and Duncan podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. NBA analytics pioneer and front office insider John Hollinger joins Dunked On podcast host Nate Duncan to bring you the most in-depth scouting reports, game breakdown, salary cap analysis, Subscribe to Hollinger and, Dun- Hollinger and Duncan wherever you get your podcasts. So the Charlotte Hornets beat the Sacramento Kings 112-116 on Monday to move into a tie with the Boston Celtics at 20-18. and 18. The Two teams are uh, obviously linked by Terry Rozier and Gordon Hayward. And it's just a very interesting uh, conversation I've been having with some people, you know, the online conversations. Terry Rozier, first of all, in a couple of clutch shots. I mean, he's been hitting clutch shots all season long. He's been hitting shots all season long. If you haven't been paying attention, Terry Rozier is up to averaging 20.3 points per game. He's shooting 48.6% from the field. By far better than anything he's ever done in Boston. His best shooting performance in Boston was 39.5%. Mr. Streaky Shooter is actually just hitting consistently now. And he's shooting 43% from three. That's worlds better than what he was shooting in Boston, which his best was 38%, which is also very good. But 43.2% is also a lot better. I mean, he's, he's just shooting. He's shooting his free throw percentage in Charlotte is up to 85.7%. That's 8% higher than what it was in Boston. His true shooting percentage in Charlotte this year, 62.3%. The best he shot in Boston, 52%. Now the true shooting percentage takes into account two points, three points and, and field goal and, and, and free throws. So it's a measure of all of your shooting. And at 62.3, that's really good. And he was never really good with Boston. He was never a good shooter with Boston. And you say, okay, why? Well, situation matters. And this is a great example. I wanted to bring this up so I could highlight that situation matters. That in Charlotte, he has started 98 games. That's three times as many games as he started in Boston. And all 30 of those starts came in his prior two years when he was 23 years old and 24 years old. Both of those years were Kyrie Irving years. And 
that situation just didn't work for him. And he was also a point guard. This year, he's moved over to shooting guard. And guess what? It's kind of clicked. He's not a point guard. The responsibilities of not being a point guard, being able to play off the ball more has actually helped him. And being able to play 34 minutes a game, basically, in Charlotte versus 25 minutes a game in Boston, not even. You know, when you take all, all the years in, it was, it was less than that. But really, the two years that he was good, it was like 23, 24, 25. That just, he, he didn't get into any sort of rhythm. He didn't feel like he could shoot the ball. He had to run an offense. And getting to Charlotte, being able to shoot the ball a lot more, at least five times, six times, seven times a game more than he was shooting in Boston, gets him more opportunity, more confidence, more comfortable, knowing that when he shoots and he misses, he's not going to get pulled, knowing that when he shoots and he misses, he's going to have an opportunity because the ball is going to be in his hand a lot and he's not behind Kyrie Irving or he's not, they're not trying to feed Jason Tatum or Gordon Hayward or Al Horford. You know, so many other options were better than, than Terry Rozier. And so in that whole mess of Kyrie leaving and, and Terry Rozier ends up moving to Charlotte because that's how the Celtics needed to do it to get Kemba Walker. Obviously, at the time, getting Kemba Walker in essentially a sign-and-trade, but it was like free agency, but a sign-and-trade for Terry Rozier, no one no one was really questioning that. It was a huge upgrade. Um, and now some people are like, oh, wow, you imagine, imagine having Terry Rozier back now. But you know what? Terry Rozier back now as a point guard and sharing the ball with Tatum and Brown and all that, I'm willing to bet if if you made the trade today and somehow in a shocker at the deadline, the Celtics sent Kemba back to Charlotte and they take back Terry Rozier, that Terry Rozier's production drops in Boston because situation matters. Because playing in Boston in a situation where he has to defer to Tatum and to Brown, he falls back into a situation where he doesn't, his usage rate isn't quite as high. He has to pass the ball a lot more. You know, he just, I don't think that's the right situation for him. And I'm glad that he's thriving over here because that's, I, I want everybody in the NBA to play well. I don't want anybody in the NBA to suck. I want everybody to play well. And let's see if everybody's playing their best, who's the best team? Who are the best players? How's this going to work? What strategy can you pull to to win a game? So I'm I'm happy that Terry Rozier is doing what he's doing, and I'm happy that he's got that opportunity and that he's you know earning earning the money that he made with the Charlotte Hornets. That the contract that looked a little silly, honestly, at the beginning when he was signed and traded. He's actually earning that. And so good for him. Good for him for doing so. But I, I really feel like that's the right situation. And I'm sure if you talk to him about it, like I'm sure he has the confidence to say, I can I can excel wherever I am. But you know that being in the, in this role with those teammates around him, with it just works. So I'm happy for him. I'm also happy for Gordon Hayward. Uh, look, He's he's averaging 21 points. 
His assists are are kind of around his career average, a little about four. Rebounds, five and a half. I mean, he's shooting about, like all of the numbers for him are normal. He's shooting above 40% from three for the first time, though, for since his Utah days. Um, and he only did that once in his career. He's gotten close, but he's shooting the ball well from three. He's he's playing Gordon Hayward style basketball. And in this game against the um the Kings, he had a, a steal, a drive, and a two-hand dunk over De'Aaron Fox that was just vicious. Vicious. It's nice to see him get that bounce back. He was pretty bouncy in the bubble before he sprained his ankle, but he was getting that confidence back. And look, I mean, I don't know if he's worth all of that money that he's being paid, but hey, another guy that's, it's not, it's not so outrageous that Charlotte, you look at Charlotte and you're like, wow, they're really wasting their money between him and Rozier, the money you're paying to those two guys, it's, it's going well. And so it wouldn't have made sense for the Celtics to sign Gordon Hayward. I was always a, a Gordon Hayward believer. If you've listened to this podcast long enough, you know that I'm a, I've been a big Gordon Hayward guy. If he never broke his ankle, if that pass was never thrown, if he never went up for that lob, if he stayed healthy in Boston, I feel like he would have been a three-time All-Star and he would have had that opportunity that he wanted in Boston and who knows how things change if that happens, but I really feel like being 27, 28, 29 in Boston at full strength playing playing the way he was playing that that last year in Utah, I thought he was he was ready to really take a leap especially in the Eastern Conference. I'm happy to see him get back to it because coming off of that injury and getting some some regular health for for a while and not having freak injuries that's I'm glad to see that. So happy for them. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if the Charlotte Hornets can keep this up. Uh, Boston is still a half game behind the Miami Heat, who have now won four straight games and have won nine of ten. And kind of funny that look, Miami came out of the gates, struggled. They got healthy. They got through their COVID issues. Now they're in the fourth seed. Uh, Charlotte. I, I thought Charlotte could be in that mix for a playoff spot. This is about where they, I thought they'd be. Boston, you know, it'd be nice if they can get on a little bit of a roll. I don't know if they're going to beat the Utah Jazz, but the Utah Jazz have been kind of scuffling a little bit, 5-5 five and five over their last 10. They maybe could maybe be ripe for an upset. 12-8 and eight on the road, so they're just starting a long road trip. Maybe this is an opportunity for the Celtics to steal one string a few wins together and get past the Miami Heat. But good to see our old friends doing well. I'm happy for them. Going to wrap it up right there. I'll be back after the Celtics play the Jazz. And uh, so please subscribe if you're a new listener. I'm going to give you the post-game show. Hopefully it'll be a standard post-game show. Hopefully it'll be a post-win show. So subscribe if you have not subscribed. Follow on Spotify and all that good stuff. Regular listeners that could really use a five-star rating and a good written review that would be awesome and sharing the podcast telling your friends that they should be listening to the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network Thank you for making Lockdown Celtics the number one Boston Celtics podcast on the planet 